0: Praise the Lord. Join Pastor Rodica in welcoming you tonight here at Christian Embassy. And uh, as we study God's Word together, may the Spirit of the Lord bring wisdom and illumination and revelation uh, that He would have us have so that we could be truly equipped in His Word. Uh, Someone asked me recently, what did the cat say to the dog? And I said, I have no idea. He said, he said nothing. He just ignored him. So I hope tonight you're not going to be the feline and ignore me. But we'll pay attention. Amen. Uh, Hallelujah. I got a a friend back in South Carolina, and uh, he attended the same Bible college I did and uh, made quite a name for himself. And one of the songs, uh, Bill Gaither loved it as well and used it and has used it. It's been sung all over, uh, mostly gospel circles. And uh, Laverne Tripp, who wrote the song, We've Got the Power. And I always loved that song. And he tells the story of how when he got the revelation that he was no longer under the power of the enemy, that the devil didn't own him anymore, that he was redeemed and empowered by the Spirit of the living God to live a life of victory, he wrote this song. He said, Lord, just gave it to me. And, uh, and, and it goes like this. It says, we've got the power in the name of Jesus. We've got the power in the name of the Lord. Though Satan rages, we cannot be defeated for we've got the power in the name of the Lord. And the first verse says, Come take my hand and let's agree together that all of our enemies will crumble at our feet, for whatever we bind on earth will be bound in heaven. And in the name of Jesus, Satan has to flee. That second verse, he says, For many years now, Satan has tried to stop us, but the church of Jesus is still alive. We're like a mighty army. We keep marching onward, winning every battle with the Lord at our side. We've got the power in the name of Jesus. We've got the power in the name of the Lord. And though Satan rages, we cannot be defeated, for we've got the power in the name of the Lord. You can only imagine as I was preparing this and the Lord deposited this, said, somebody needs to hear this tonight, that, we, that you've got the power. And you can only imagine that song just came back, and all the stories I've heard behind it, and deliverances I've seen through it. Uh, I'm here to make declaration tonight, to remind some that maybe forgot, to bring someone back into focus who maybe has lost focus because of some circumstances and some situations. Because yes, Satan is raging. He is raging. But I'm here to remind us that we've got the power. We've got the power. In the name of the Lord. Psalm 66 verses 1 through 3 says, Make a joyful shout to God. I pray somebody would wake up here tonight and make a joyful shout to God all the earth. Sing out the honor of His name and make His praise glorious. Say to God how awesome are your works. I'm telling you, if you can't get excited about His power, you can't get excited about His awesome works, you're probably not going to see them in your life. I'm telling you, I've seen the hand of God. I see the hand of God. I've felt His touch. I sense His presence even now. And I'm going to make a joyful shout to the Lord. Hallelujah. I'm going to sing out the honor of His name. I'm going to make His praise glorious. For, he has, for how awesome is His works. It is through the greatness of His power that the enemy has been uh, submitted, that the enemy has to submit to Him, that the enemy has been defeated. It's not because of my power, but it's because of the greatness of His power. Hallelujah. And the great news is, if we can get faith to believe and receive and understand this, that we understand there was a transfer made. And Jesus said in Acts 1 and 8, He said, I'm going to the Father. I'm going to send My Spirit. And let me tell you, you're going to receive this power. You're going to receive the power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And then you're going to rise up and you're going to be witnesses unto Me in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and the uttermost parts of the ends of the earth. I'm telling you, Jesus made a promise. He made a prophecy that I accept right now that He says, you're going to receive this power when the Holy Spirit has come. We know on the day of Pentecost, at the fullness of the uh, the feast that day, the Bible says the Holy Spirit came and Jesus birthed his church. We were birthed in power. We were birthed in power. We weren't birthed in pain. We were birthed in power. So let's stop allowing and living and, and letting pain rule the show and let power start ruling the show. Amen? Because we've got the power. I like what the Apostle Paul said in Romans 8 and 11. He says, if the same Spirit who raised Christ Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he's telling you, he is, if you will allow the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God that raised Jesus from the dead to dwell in you, I'm telling you, he says he will give life, that Zoe life, that abundant life, that powerful life that we were talking about on Sunday. He will give life, not to you when you get to heaven, but to your mortal bodies. He had to put mortal in there to remind us that this power is for now this power is right now our mortal bodies through His spirit who dwells in us has access to the power of God I'm here to remind us tonight that as Christians we were created to be vessels of power you are created to be a vessel of power the devil's telling you you're powerless the devil's telling you you'll never overcome the devil tells you this is how far you're gonna go you're on a leash you're on a chain you can't go but so far and I'm gonna yank you back but the devil is a liar The devil is a liar. We get back to our roots. We get back to our history. We get back to who we are. And when you understand who you are and whose you are, you'll rise up and the power provided for you. We as Christians were created to be vessels of power. I speak that to you tonight. You're not powerless. You're not to be overcome. You're not to be pressed down. You're to rise up. As men and women of God if you're a Christian you have the power of God that raised Jesus from the dead dwelling in you think about this the power of all the power of God hallelujah all the resources of God all the unlimited might and power and riches of God live in us why should we complain why should we lose hope why should we surrender why should we give up no We have access to the power of God. And God's Word is unchanging. You don't have the right to change it. I don't have the right to change it. Satan doesn't have the power to change it. And God said it's forever settled. So the Word of God is unchanging. He says in Acts 4 and 33, and with great power, He said the apostles gave witness through the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and great grace was upon them all. I'm telling you tonight, the same Holy Spirit has graced you. The same Holy Spirit has graced you that with great power, you can give witness to the resurrection living Jesus Christ who is not in a tomb. He is not dead, but He's alive. And He wants to live in and through His body. Acts 6 and 8 says, And Stephen was full of faith and power and did great wonders and signs among the people. I'm calling out of you right now. Signs and wonders by the hand of God to flow through you. It's not that you can do it, but God will do it through you. There's power in you. He was full of faith and power. I'm trying to get the Word to us so our faith can hear it, because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. we got to get our faith up. There's some people so concerned about getting the young men to pull their pants up. I tell you what, I'm not too impressed with those draggy, draggy draws, myself, okay? But let me tell you what, I would rather you be focused in getting your faith up, pull your faith up, because with your faith, you can change society. With your faith, you can come against the hordes of demons. With your faith, you can overcome. With your faith, you can bring forth the manifest of the victory of heaven on earth. Hallelujah. So we need the Word of God. 1 Corinthians 2 and 4 the apostle Paul says my speech uh, my my speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom because I wasn't here to do my work I was here to do the work of God So with God, there's access to power. He says, so it came forth with the demonstration of the Spirit and of power that your faith should not be in the wisdom of men, but it would be in the power of God. So when you pull your faith up, don't put it in the wisdom of men. When you pull your faith up, don't put it in the facts that man will give you. Put it based on the Word of God. What God's Word says about you. What God's Word tells you you can do. What God's Word says that you should be going to. Hallelujah so let us base it on the word of God he also said in 1 Corinthians 4 and 20 for the kingdom of God is not in word but in power I've seen a lot of kingdom acting and kingdom looking stuff which was in just nominal just name only just word but God says my kingdom will be distinguished my kingdom will be recognized my kingdom will be identified that it won't just be the word but there will be power There'll be word and power, Hallelujah! But a capital W word. It is His word that is like that double-edged sword that is bringing forth the power of God. There is no excuse, excuse, church. There's none I can find anywhere in the Bible that says we should live without power. There's no excuse. Oh well, I just wouldn't good. I'm not good enough. None of us are good enough. If we were, well, no need for Jesus to go to the cross. No need for Him to be born of a virgin and have sinless blood to pay a sinful account. No need for Him to hang on the cross to take the curse off of us to get the blessing on Him. If you could do it yourself, not, so stop using your excuses. Well, I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough. We're, Paul just said, we're not depending on the wisdom of man's words. We're leaning the kingdom of God upon the foundation of the power of God. That the power of God would bring forth the demonstration of God. So it's not that we can take the credit that God gets all the glory. Amen. So there's no excuse that we don't have power. We are to repent and pray until we get His power flowing. So that we can get us out the way and get Him flowing through the way. Amen. Because His great power wants to do great things in this earth. See, Christianity is a religion of power. I'm telling you, we were established. We were birthed in power. We were promised power. We were delivered power. We came in the first days of the church with the manifestation of power. We saw the church birth in the first century and grow coming against all of the governments of the world and the armies of the world and and the enemies of the world that were trying to stifle and shut up this new move of God. But the power of God kept blazing through generation after generation after generation to 2,000 plus years later. Here we are still gathered together among one of the largest growing uh, uh, sects of religion in the world, which is Christianity, hallelujah, because the truth cannot be silenced. The truth cannot be washed away. The truth cannot be buried because the truth reveals the power of God. So, So no matter how religious you are, let me tell you what, Pharaoh won't let us go without a demonstration of God's power. And you look at Pharaoh as the devil, or any negative that the enemy's using of authority in your life telling you this as far as you can go. Let me tell you what, Pharaoh is not going to let you go. The devil's not going to let you go. That addiction's not going to let you go. That, that lie that you've been believing is not going to let you go without a demonstration of God's power. Our grammar can't be good enough. Our education can't be high enough. Our money can't be great enough to make a difference. Let me tell you what, in order to triumph, we need the power of God. Now, I believe that's God's God's setup. That's God's decision that he was going to make it so that we could never take the credit for it for ourselves. The word triumph means simply to walk over where our opponent becomes afraid to even get in the ring with us. This is a sure knockout. It's like they got a fast forward and they saw the end of the fight and they're laying there in a puddle of blood. They knocked out. K.O. Because Jesus has given us the victory. All we got to do is have faith to get in the ring and stay in the ring. Some, some of you got in the fight, but you got out. You got one little punch in the rib, And you're like, oh, that hurt. That hurt. I thought being a Christian, I'd never get hurt again. Let me tell you what. That devil didn't fight you when you belonged to him. When you were hanging with his posse, he was all your buddy. He was feeding you whatever you wanted to keep you in the, in the chains going down to hell. But when you take a stand against him, you better expect some warfare. It shouldn't be, oh, man, we're going to be tipping through the tulips or you know, whatever. Come on. You, you come, you, you're standing against the godfather. You're standing against the mafia. You're standing against the authority and saying, I'm getting out of this family. I'm not living in darkness anymore. I'm not living in your sin anymore. I'm going on the other side. I'm telling you, you expect some warfare. But greater is He who is in us than He is in the world. you got to get in the ring and you got to know, wait a minute, as long as I stand in the name of Jesus on the Word of God by the power of the Spirit of God, I don't know how it's going to happen, but I'm coming out of this thing victorious because God has already promised that. Hallelujah. If we're to be like Christ, let me tell you, then every enemy of ours is to suffer devastation before our presence. Jesus never shut up. You saw Jesus tell a demon that was trying to talk in a a teaching session. He said, sit down and shut up. Right? But but you never heard where a demon told Jesus, you sit down and shut up, and Jesus sat down. No, it's always the other way. There was a legion of demons, and a man, the whole city, was afraid of the man. He's locked up there, and, and, and he is crazy wild out of his mind. But the Bible says when Jesus got out of the boat and his feet touched the sand, The power and the authority of God brought this man who was out of his mind to his right mind and there he's kneeling before Jesus and those demons are even begging just have mercy on us. And Jesus sends them into the swine, sends them into the pigs. I'm telling you why. You've got to understand the power that Jesus walked in. And Jesus said, what you've seen me do, you do. I've demonstrated to you the same power of the Holy Ghost that I depend on. is the same power of the Holy Ghost that you have access to. The same resurrection power I, I came against, that, the demons, the legion of demons, is the same Holy Ghost power you have access to. So let's stop putting it off and stop denying who we are. It's time that we shoulder up. Amen. Somebody say amen. The power that made heaven and earth, the power that raised Jesus from the dead is the same power that is in us. People were looking at the moon the other night and they said, blood moon? It ain't red, it's gray, that's black. I mean, what in the world? Where's the red? Oh, you got to use special lens to make it look red. Oh, is that really a red a blood moon? Come on now. See, all that that was made by God, by the power of God, is the same power that you have residing on the inside of you. We're more amazed at, at, at some uh, you know, eclipse taking place in God's uh, order of rotation that He has than we are that power that made all of that that's in us. Can you imagine? We're like, wow! it looked kind of like that light right there. It kind of looked like that light I'm looking at up there. It's about how it looked. I mean, it was just about that size from my distance, you know. And we're going, wow. And the, and the power that made that is in us. The same power is in us. Come on now. We've got to really get our focus on where the real deal is. Because His Word is Unchanging. He said in Ephesians 1 and 19, And what is the exceeding greatness of His power towards us who believe? According to the working of His mighty power. What is the exceeding great? He uses words. If you study the Greek, it's amplified upon amplification. He just saying the power, just the word power is just not even a way to even express it. It's the exceeding greatness of His power to us who believe. We believe. Do you believe? We've got to get it in our heart, out of our head, into our heart. Yes, it starts in the head, but we've got to massage it. We've got to meditate on it. We've got to embrace it. We've got to believe it in our heart. And Jesus says, whatever you believe, you can say to a mountain, whatever you pray, whatever you say you can have, if you believe and doubt not in your heart. Ephesians 3 and 20, now to him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, there again, amplification, amplification, above all that you could ask or think according to the power that works in heaven, no, that works in Jesus, no, that works in the pastor, yes, but not just a pastor, in us, in us unto Him who's able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that you could even ask. even You don't even have the brain to think this big. He still has the power to do it in you. In you. So we're to come up out of religion and step into power and authority. I pray somebody put your walking shoes on tonight and say, i got to come up out. i got to come up out, and i got to walk into this power and walk into this authority. It's time for me to start walking in my liberty. It's time for me to start walking into my Canaan land, the land that's flowing with milk and honey that God has promised. I'm telling you, the land where there's freedom from every form of captivity. It's time for us to experience God's best. you got to make up your mind. It's time for me to experience God's best. If Jesus did everything to provide this for me, why trample underfoot what he did? I need to trample underfoot every enemy that comes against me to keep me from what he did hallelujah it's time that we do this through his great power and when god's power is in place we're in charge the world is in the mess it's in the day because the church is not being light the church is not being like a city set upon a hill. The church is not ushering in the kingdom of heaven on earth. The, the 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 church is not ushering in and demonstrating the will of God on earth as it is in heaven. Jesus taught us to do it. Jesus commanded us to do it. Jesus empowered us to do it. Jesus gave us everything we need, but we just sit back and we whine and complain because we got a hangnail in our spiritual life. Let me tell you what. I got some clippers tonight, and I want to cl- I want to trim up that hangnail. Get your focus off of that little thing. And it's time that we come and, and take down some strongholds. It's time that we come and blaze through the bondages and the gates and the barriers the enemy has set up and told us we can't go there. We're going there. We're going there. In the name that is above every name, we're going there. His name is Jesus. Hallelujah. 1 Corinthians 4 and 20. Paul says it so simply. For the kingdom of God is not in word, but In power. In power. So I'm telling you what, words are good. Words are encouraging. Words, but you've got you to put some action to it. You can't be a man or a woman of faith only. Faith without works is dead. And if you really believe, it's not... See, some people are caught up on the theology of faith. It's all a mental exercise of embracing and explaining and, and trimming down and changing the font of faith in their mind. Well, let me tell you what, true faith will see the enemy. And instead of run from the enemy, we'll take the enemy out. True faith will see a bondage. And instead of say, we'll make excuses to live with that bondage, it will come against that bondage until the chains are broken off. True faith will come against an addiction. And they say, that addiction, you do not have the power of God. You don't have the power of God. You're puny. You're You're pathetic. I'm telling you, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna bow to the to the philosophy of this age and says once an addict, always an addict. I'm not gonna bow to that because I know he whom the sun sets free is free indeed. There's a power that can come against that, and whatever it is, we've got to see that the kingdom of God is not in word, but it's in power. Hallelujah. I found that emotions don't subdue the enemy, and words don't subdue the enemy, and negotiations don't subdue the enemy. Our liberty is a function of the degree of God's power at work in our life. And I say to you tonight, hear the word of God. You've been filled with power. You've been birthed with power. You've been given an assignment to go in power. You've got every enemy standing against you. Come against them in the power of the Spirit of God. See, I've learned darkness has no respect for position. Well, I'm a pastor. Who cares? Well, I'm this or that. So what? Darkness does not respect position. Darkness does not respect status. I've learned through experience uh, darkness doesn't respect titles. Well, I have a PhD. I'm doctor. Ha! Who cares? I'm a dozen. When I went from owing everybody to owning some stuff, I found out darkness doesn't even respect possessions. No. But let me tell you what I found one thing he respects. The power of God. Because it puts him to flight. It puts him to flight. See, God's power is mighty. God's power is superior to every other power. And we as Christians should celebrate and we should join in with the psalmist who said, I'm going to rejoice. I'm going to make a joyful noise. I'm going to shout because of His mighty power that subdues the enemy. Hallelujah. Why should we live without power? We're in a day of God's power. There was a time and there were covenants where there was limited power. But the covenant that you and I have in and through Jesus Christ as our High Priest negotiated, mediated, and signed, sealed, and delivered by the sinless blood that He shed on Calvary. And now he is at the right hand of the Father making intercession for us. Our high priest is still communicating and he is still interceding for us even this night. This covenant is better than any other covenant and it is a covenant of power. It is a covenant of power. He says, I'm going to build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And when I birth my church, I'm going to birth it with the DNA and the fingerprint and the voice print and the footprint of what I want it to look like. And it's going to be birth and power. Oh, we must see that. It's time for us to say, failure, you got to go! And it goes! It's time we say, sickness, go! And it goes! It's time we say, bondage, go! And it goes! And it's time we say, abundance, come! And it comes! And it's time we say, healing, come! And it comes! And it's time we say, freedom, come! And it comes! And it takes power to do this! It takes power to do this! Power that we have, just for the asking. Hallelujah. We need to ask the Lord tonight to show us His mighty right hand. I've seen, I've seen the right hand of God. And it reached in the circumstance of my life and turned everything around. But I, God's no respecter of persons. He's extended His right arm. It is, His hand is not short that it cannot reach into every circumstance and situation. And we have the power of God available to us. So let's ask God to show us His power. His hand will provoke favor on our behalf. And bring us into liberty. Because power is released when we talk to God from a heart that is established in faith where we believe. We've got to believe in our heart. I want to preach it to you. We believe it in our head, but we believe it in our heart. We believe it in our heart because from a heart, a man can make confession and salvation comes. Sozo comes. Deliverance comes. Healing comes. Making right what was wrong comes. When we confess it, when we confess it, hallelujah. But from a heart that believes. Oh, God's Word is true. Don't doubt it. Don't doubt it. God's Word is as powerful right now as it was when He spoke it from heaven and said, let there be light. Let there be light. Let me tell you what, they've taken and they've break, broke down every atom and they've looked to see what is at the nucleus of it all. What is at the center of everything that was created And they found when they opened it up and they did it with whatever their instrumentation of study, they found at the center of the very uh, minuscule uh, order of God's creation was sound. I believe it's that voice of God that said, let there be light. And when He said, let there be light, He has the power in His Word that His Word continues even to this day, which means that everything here is held together in His hand, by His hand, and through His hand. And I believe Jesus, who is the Word, tells us He holds it all together. Hallelujah. God's Word is true. Don't you doubt God's Word. You can doubt your wife. I, don't, I, you know, I hope you can work it out to where you, she, she can grow and... And if she says something, you know, you can say, no, honey, that, you know, I, that's not quite what the Bible says, you know. You can doubt your husband if he's a little off on the Word. You can doubt even your pastor. Because there's been times I've got up years, I look back years ago when I didn't have the full revelation. I believe I'm still learning, truly. But there was things I didn't know that I know now. And I'm like, oh my goodness, I had us in a little mud puddle. We were ankle deep. And I, and I thought we were in the river. I really thought we were in the river. Lord help me he says oh I was there he said it was sad <laughs> it was sad but I was there see God's word is true Luke 10 and 19 behold I give you power I give you power Jesus said I give you power behold wake up be alert receive it I give you power so well, I'm not the pastor he didn't say I give power to the pastor he say, well, I'm, you know, I'm not, I'm not uh, uh, an educated man or woman. He didn't say, I give power to someone with a certain degree. I give it to you. I give it to you. I give it to you. I give you power. But as many as received him, to them he gave power. Receive the power tonight. Receive his power tonight. As many as receive him, you receive the Holy Spirit. Say, Holy Spirit, I, I don't care what theology I grew up with. I don't care with what intimidation or what my parents said or what the people down the na- the neighbors next door down the street said. I'm getting to you, God. You're the truth. You're the way. You're the life. And God, you said, I. you've given me power. And if I would receive you, Holy Spirit, if I will receive you, I receive the power. I receive you, Spirit of the living God. I need your power. See, until we receive Jesus as the Son of God in His Holy Spirit, we don't have access to the power of God. But what? We are a child of God. We are a child of power. Hallelujah. And the good news is you don't have to go into the faith gym and work out for seven days a week for three years in order for this power to grow and grow and grow. Okay. The power that raised Jesus from the dead is available to you now. See, it's not your power where you got... You, we don't have to build up the power of God. The power of God has already been... It's already established. Hallelujah. All we got to do is by faith. Now, we have to build up our faith so that we can release the power of God through us, but don't think you've got to work and make this thing. you got, oh, well, I can pray for, I can pray for someone's wart to be removed. But man, when you got, you got, you know, sciatica, uh-uh, I can't go that far. You know, we got to go, Pastor, come pray for this one here. He, he's got a real problem. No. The same, past, the same power that pastor is drawing from is the same power you have. Do you understand? See, power is the foundation of our life in Christ. The new birth initiates it and births us into this, this covenant power, I call it. Everything becomes new when we're born again. Our citizenship changes when we're born again. And we're no longer earthly, but we're heavenly. That's why we're ushering in the will of heaven on earth and the will of God in heaven on earth. That's why we're here now the conduit. We're the ambassadors. We have an embassy here on earth. We are are of another country. We are of another kingdom. We are of another king of kings and Lord of lords, Jesus Christ, our identity changes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. See, Christ is the wisdom and the power of God. And when we have Christ, we have the wisdom and the power of God. I hate it when people put themselves down. And I'm like, are you a Christian? Are you born again? Yes. Is Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior? Yes. Well, Christ is the wisdom and the power of God. And if the, power, the wisdom and the power of God you've received, then stop saying how dumb you are or how you know, this and that. See, Christ dwells in us. Hallelujah. And Ephesians 2 and 6 again says He has raised us up together. He has raised us up together to what? Be uh, chained in earthly places. To live in bondage in earthly places. To let the devil treat us like uh, we're... uh, What is that? um, Those games where you pull the thing and the ball goes ding, 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 ding. Pinball. That we're the ball in the devil's pinball machine. And you never know where you're going to get hit from. It says, No! We're to sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. We're only only ambassadors here. Our residence, our establishment, our our, our very foundation for every source of everything that we need is in heaven, coming out of heaven. That's why we're praying. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven because we're seated and we're here as ambassadors. We're just on a short sojourn. We're just on a little trip here. And we're to do as much damage to the kingdom of darkness and establish uh, as much kingdom of light and souls to be saved and folks to be delivered as we can in our passing through. Hallelujah. I'm here to try and encourage somebody. Don't give up your identity of who you are in Christ. Satan's always trying to steal your identity. That's his MO. That's his mode of operation. That is what he does. Satan came against Jesus in the desert, if you'll remember. You can go read in Matthew uh, chapter 4, I think it is, there where Jesus' is temptation in the desert. And the first thing he does, Satan comes up to Jesus and said, If you're the Son of God. Now what did John the Baptist and the whole crowd at the Jordan hear from heaven as they heard Father God speak? Just, just I don't know how many moments, I don't know how many hours, I don't know. You know, we know what he had said. But we know 40 days have passed. And there he's been fasting. And now after these 40 days, Father God had said what? This is my son in whom I'm well pleased. And Satan's first things is, if you're the son of God. If you're the son of God. Jesus didn't enter into a communication with him. He's kind of like the cat that I said at the opening of the service. When the dog and the cat, you know. Cat didn't even respond to the dog. Because he's like, you stupid thing, shut up, you know? (laughs) Jesus is not entering into any communication with the devil. The only thing he replied, it is written. Let's get back to the Word. Let's get back to the Word. And when he did that, Satan left. And the reason he left is because Jesus knew who he was. Jesus didn't say, well, you know, John the Baptist heard it. That, and there was probably 17, 18 witnesses that heard my father say I'm his son and whom he's, when he's trying to, you know, argue with. Him. No! He said it is written. See, when you know the Word of God and you know who you are in Christ, the devil doesn't have a fighting chance. He doesn't have a fighting chance. See, the devil is constantly trying to steal your identity because, let me tell you what, it is connected to the power of God. Your identity is connected to the power of God. So Satan's challenging your identity. He's constantly trying to get you to doubt who you are and doubt that you're made in the image of God. He's constantly trying to get you to second guess yourself. I'm speaking to somebody. Somebody needs to hear this tonight. The devil's been trying his best like sandpaper. He's been coming against you like a grinding stone. He's been coming against your identity. He's trying to get you to second guess who you are and whose you are in Christ. Acts 19 and 13, what a story. Some of the itinerant Jewish exorcists took it upon themselves to call on the name of the Lord Jesus over those whom had evil spirits, saying, we exorcise you by the name or by the Jesus whom Paul preaches. Let me just say this tonight. You cannot have a third-party relationship with God. You cannot have a third-party relationship with God. Oh, we're going to come against the devil. We're going to live in victory. We're going to have the abundant life through my priest, through my pastor, through my praying grandmother, through my spiritual father. uh uh-uh. You can't have a third relationship. There is no third-party relationship with God. It goes on to verse 14. He says, And there were these seven sons of Sceva, a Jewish chief priest. So we got seven preacher's kids. Seven Townsend's there. Okay, but thank God Townsend's got a little more revelation than that. Okay. And the and they're doing this. Third-party relationship. That'd be like Townsend and Caleb trying to come up in Morgan, trying to come up against the devil, saying, In the name of Jesus, whom my dad preaches about. <laughs> okay? And the evil spirit answered and said, Jesus, I know. Paul. I know. But who are you? Who are you? And because they didn't know who they were, the man in whom the evil spirit was leaped on them, overpowered them, prevailed against them. I mean, the Bible's drawing a picture here. I mean, just leaped on them, and that was bad enough, but overpowered them. Oh, man, they now binding them up, but then prevailed against them, and we know as they fled, they left naked, naked and wounded, running. Now what's the problem here? Satan took advantage of them because they didn't know who they were. They didn't know. Had they known that they were in Christ? Had they known that they were the head and not the tale. Had they known that they had a blood covenant with God? Had they known that they were the seed of Abraham? Had they known that they were seated with Christ in heavenly places? Had they known they were joint heirs with Jesus Christ? Had they known that they were more than conquerors? Somebody has got to wake up something in you. Had they known that they were the righteousness of God through Christ Jesus? Had they known that their ransom had been paid by the precious blood of Jesus? Had they known that no weapon formed against them should prosper? Come on now. Now, had they known that what's greater was he who was in them than he who was in the world? Uh, had they known when the enemy comes in like a flood that God's going to raise up a standard of victory? Had they known uh, that, they, that this would have never, ever happened. They wouldn't even have had a conversation with the devil. They would have said, get out of him in the name of Jesus. But they did not succeed because they did not know who they were, whose they were, and the power that was available to them. So the enemy took advantage of their lack of knowledge. God says, my people perish for a lack of knowledge. God, help me as a shepherd of this house to always hear what you have to say. Lord God, that I would deliver it in such an understandable way that anyone that would listen would not be in ignorance But that you would know who you are, whose you are, what you have, and what you can do in and through the power of God. You need to know who you are in Christ. I'm here to remind you, I'll preach sermons that sound so similar over and over because I can't change the message. I'll hit it from one angle. And if that didn't do it, I'll hit it from another angle. And if I didn't do it, I'll come in it from the rear. If that didn't do it, I'll come in from the front door. And if that didn't do it, I'm going to drop it through the roof, okay? Because let me tell you what, we got to know, you are blood bought. You have a covenant Right. You are men and women of authority and power. You are kings and priests. I'm telling you, you are royalty. You are royalty, but you also have an anointing of God that has been provided by the Spirit of God as you are a joint heir with Jesus Christ. You are the head and not the tail. You are above only and not beneath. Uh, you're blessed coming in and blessed going out, and I'm not going to let you live any other way. If you get off the track, if you get off the course, and you you say, my life's not blessed. I'm going to come. And say, come on, come on, come on. we got to get back on course because you're to be blessed coming in. You're to be blessed going out. you got to know that you are the healed. You are the righteous. You are the blessed of God. You are the prospered of God. That you are the victorious of God. you got to know who you are. you got to know whose you are. you got to know what you have access to. And when you do, all of hell is afraid of you. Hallelujah. They didn't know who they were. They went to church. Sons of the preacher. Second generation PKs. But they didn't know who they were. Many of us, we go to church, but we don't know who we are and the power that we have. We belittle ourselves. We degrade ourselves. You've said it. You may have been tempted even today to say it. I'm a failure. I can never seem to make a difference. I'll never be able to walk in victory. Look at how stupid I am. Don't oh, oh don't you let me hear you say that? I never make the right decision. I just can't get it right. I just can't seem to overcome. I'm always, struggling. Oh, I'm always struggling in this area. My prayers, they just never get answered. The devil is always getting the best of me. I'm just stupid. I'm just dumb. What an idiot I am. I say to you tonight, I believe from the heart of God, never belittle yourself. Never degrade yourself. You must realize who you are in Christ. You are made. Please hear me. You are made of the substance of God. You are created in the image of God. Don't belittle yourself. You're telling the potter, You make stupid stuff. you telling the clay is telling the potter. You didn't get it right with me. No. You are made the substance of God. His breath is in you. Everything else, every animal, everything else was created by His Word. But He took time to put His fingerprint on us. I believe all of our fingerprints put together with all of mankind, none of them are the same, but when they're all put together, it's the thumbprint of God. It's the fingerprint of God. Because He took His hand. He put His fingerprints on us. And didn't, He didn't just speak. He breathed into us His breath. His spirit. Inflated us with life. Zoe life. No wonder Jesus says, I've come. The devil's trying to steal, kill, and destroy, but I've come to give you, bring you back to that Zoe life. And that's an abundant life. It's a life of full abundance. You are of the God class. You thought first class was good? No. You're of the God class. The Bible says better than angels. Don't belittle yourself and say, well... When I die, I'll be an angel. Or my loved one died because God needed another angel. No, no, no. God created you in His image. Those angels are created beings. They don't have the breath of God. They don't have the fingerprint of God. But you do. You do. You're more powerful than demons. Let me tell you what, you're made of the stuff in which Satan, the commander of all the demonic forces, is afraid of. Hallelujah. You've got to know who you are. You've got to know whose you are. And you've got to know the power that you have. Jesus said in Luke 10, 18, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Behold, I give you authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing by shall any means hurt you. Don't you think the devil's exalted over you? I cast him down. Now you trample on him. You trample on him. Hallelujah. Oh, my goodness. You have authority over sickness. Don't take sickness lying down. Don't say, well, this thing has just got the best of me. No! No, we're in a boxing match. You got to go. You're going down. You're going down. It may not be round three. It'll be, if it didn't, the bell rings and three's over, that means you're going down in four. And if you don't go down in the fourth round, the bell rings. I'm coming back. I'll go over here and get me a little, give me a little pastoral uh, encouragement from the corner. And I'm coming back the next week. And we we'll go through round five. We'll go through. We'll go through twelve rounds. If this thing has to go into an overtime, if there's no such thing as an overtime, I'm not quitting. I'm not giving up. I. We, he tells me to weary not in well doing because I will overcome. I will be victorious if I faint not. I'm not giving up because I know who I am. I know who. I am, and I know the power that I have. Hallelujah. Don't you say this thing has got the best of me. No, no, no. You say the best is yet to come. The best is yet to come. The best is on the inside. And it's going to manifest on the outside. Hallelujah. Because I'm inside wall-to-wall anointing. you got to see who you are. I am inside wall-to-wall anointing. Wall-to-wall power. Wall-to-wall wisdom. Wall-to-wall glory. I'm made in the image and the substance and the likeness of Almighty God. I'm not saying I am God, but I'm saying I'm made in His image and I'm made in His likeness likeness uh, and His Son has redeemed me from every fallen nature that I have access to the pure righteous uh, power that He has. Uh, I'm not living with an inferior spirit. uh, I'm living with the same spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead uh, and the glory of God is on the inside of me and the wisdom of God is on the inside of me and the power of God is on the inside of me. Somebody shout! Somebody shout! "Glory!" Glory! Glory! Glory to God. 1 John four seventeen. Love has been perfected among us in this. That we may have boldness in the day of judgment. Because as He is, so are we in heaven? No. In the world. In the world. You've got to look in the mirror and cast down any other image that you have of yourself. Do you hear me? No longer can you look in the mirror and see a failure. No longer can you look in the mirror and see a defeated person. No longer can you look at the mirror and see a flunky. No longer to look in that mirror and see a junkie. No longer see a horrible person. These images are not true to the Word of God. And the second commandment in Exodus 20 and 4 says, Thou shalt not make unto thee any graven images. There's no other image to be made unto him. Let me tell you. And he tells us in 2 Corinthians 10 and 4 from Sunday, where he tells us that we are to cast down imaginations. All these images that the devil has tried to make us see of ourselves and see we're defeated and see we're healed and I mean, uh, sick and see that we're dying early and see that we're an addict and see that we're a failure and see that we're poor and see no, those are images from Satan and they are not the image that you were created in and you've got to cast. Cast them down. You don't say, devil, cast them down. He said, ha-ha, uh-uh, they're working. And you say, well, preacher, cast them down. I said, I'm casting them own down. You've got to cast those imaginations down, bringing every thought to the obedience of the anointing of Christ. Hallelujah. So we're not to bow down to any image that is contrary to the image of God. Say, I'm not bowing down to that image. I'm not bowing down to that image. I'm not bowing down to the image I'm addicted to drugs. I'm not bowing down to the image that I'm a failure. I'm not bowing down to the image that I'm broke. I'm not bowing down to that image. No, I'm not a loser. I'm not bowing down to the image that I never make it, that I, I'm, just, I, I'm just a weak person or I'm a sick person. You know, I've been told my whole life, you're sickly. You were just born sickly, premature, just always been sickly. No, not bowing down to that in, image. No, that's idolatry that's idolatry do you hear what I'm saying to say well I'm just always going to be broke that's idolatry there's one image that you're to live up to and that's the image of the fingerprint and the imprint and the voice print and the breath print of your God from the inside out and the outside in by the power and presence of his Holy Spirit you're created in the image of God And God is not sick and God is not a loser and God is not in bondage and God is not weak and God is not defeated. Do you hear what I'm saying? Idolatry is bowing down to an image that is not the image of God. Submitting yourself to that image. God spoke and His Word is that the same Spirit lives in you. The same anointing Jesus walked in lives in you. The same love that flowed through Jesus lives in you. The same power that was manifest through Jesus lives in you. The same faith that Jesus stood on and acted and did works from is the same faith in you. The same mind in Christ. It's the same mind in you. The same authority in you. And we've been given the same words that He used. Hallelujah. So you must erase every image that is contrary to the Word of God. Pull it down. Cast it down. Throw it in a vat of evaporation. Get rid of it. I know we think in pictures. We don't think in words. I say dog. You're probably thinking of, okay if i say white dog or black dog or gray dog or you know small dog or big dog you don't think big dog b i g space d o g you don't see that you see a dog we think in pictures right so you got to see yourself healed you got to see yourself in the head we're going healing here's the seven steps for healing this is why we have healing. This is how we get our healing. One, two, three, four, five, six. This is how we keep our healing. You know, you're doing bullet points and you're doing your numbers. And, and you got you to gotta start there. But now you got to get it in your heart where you see it. You see the image of it. If you're always walking like this, bent over, you start seeing yourself. And you start pressing, pressing for that posture. If you're shuffling shuffling your feet you see yourself lifting up your feet and taking these steps and you and you press sort it I'm not just gonna shuffle the rest of my life no no no. I, I may have to do a little hip throw in here I'm like all the body working together I, I, but we're gonna get these steps up higher and higher and higher and higher come on now you got to see yourself healed. you got to see yourself blessed you gotta see yourself walking like a king or a queen, walking in royalty. You gotta see that. You may only be dressed in a t-shirt with a pair of jeans on, but you gotta see that t-shirt shirt as a robe of righteousness. Because Jesus Christ is our righteousness. You may not have a, a scepter, but grab a plunger, grab something and walk around with that, like a scepter of righteousness a scepter of holiness man you got to see yourself you're going to flush out everything that comes against your life you're going to unclog every blockage to the blessings I mean just praise God start where you're at see Satan hates the fact that you are created recreated see we're recreated we, 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 we're born again we're the old has passed away we're born again we're a brand new creature in Christ Jesus Satan hates that that we're recreated in the image of God. He hated it in the life of Jesus. He hated it in the life of the disciples. He hated it in the life of the apostles. He hates it in your life as well. Because He knows He can never be like us. And I hate the devil, so I said, na nah, 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 nah. nah. <laughs> Some people scared to taunt the devil, but I'm not afraid of him. If I have the authority over all the power of the enemy and I trample him under my feet and he can by no means harm me and I'm going to laugh, God said I can laugh at him one day when the, the, this little puny thing is being thrown into the eternal abyss and we're going to laugh at it. it we like that is what tortured, that's what gave the world such a hard time. So I got faith to believe God's word is true, so I start laughing at him now. puny pervert. He wants to pervert everything. He can't be like God. He doesn't like that. He never can be like God. He doesn't like that, that we can. That's why in Isaiah 14, he says, I will ascend into the heavens. What a jerk. An archangel in heaven, given over, over the worship. Like, I want to be worshiped. I'm going to ascend. I'm going to exalt my throne above God. I'll sit on the mount of the congregation. I'll ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the most high. Before I could blink, he's gone. Just that fast. See, we don't have to lift ourselves up. Be delivered from that demonic spirit right now. You don't have to promote yourself. You don't have to go around saying, well, I am, I am. Just be who you are in Christ. And that'll say so much more than what you're trying to purport you are. We don't have to lift ourselves up the bible says we've been lifted up and seated in heavenly places joint heirs with jesus christ what more do you want what more do you want come on now so you got to erase those bad images you got to pull them down cast them down cast them down and i've learned that our brains are a lot like computers because The brain of man, through God, created computers. And the way a computer works is not as good as a brain can work, but there is some semblances there. And one of them is, in order to erase something, you can't just hit delete. You can't just move to the trash can. That doesn't delete it. It's still on the hard drive. They tell me the only way you can truly erase something is to overwrite it. And if you will write another coding or documentation or image over it, now that space has been replaced by the new image. And if the computer has any, any semblance to the brain, they will tell you that you can't just say, well, I'll just forget that you have to override it with a new image. So you gotta take the image of who you are, and whose you are, and what you have, even before you get it. Your image is you're still you're still you're still bent over. But this woman said, I've been to all the doctors. I spent all my money. Twelve years I've had this constant flow that has drained my energy emotions you want to know my emotions worse than any that you've ever experienced can you only imagine I there's no let up there's no there's no release and the culture I'm in I'm deemed unworthy I'm deemed dirty I'm deemed a castaway I can't even go into the temple the doctors can't help me I go now and they say you still haven't paid your bill sorry people in a line, we got to go with those who can pay. Can't help you. We, really, if we did get you in here, what else are we going to do? We've tried everything. We've tried everything. Can't blame them. They did their best. The money is gone. But in that poor, weak, sick, year after year, south, she heard what the prophets had said, that there was one coming. There's a Messiah. And He's going to be lifted up as the Son of Righteousness. And there's healing in His wings. Those tassels called wings. Upon the robe, He says, there's healing in those wings. I can't figure it out, but I can see myself. You know what she said? If I can but touch the hem of His garment, I can see myself healed. I can see myself healed. I've I've heard the words of man and they've let me down. And all of the efforts of the best try, your best of heart of people trying, let me down. And all the financial market let me down. The medical community let me down. My family, my friends, and this body has let me down. But I hear a word that says. This word has power over all other words and this word cannot be changed by these other words but this word can change these words and and this is he's coming he's going to carry his government the government on his shoulder and he's coming to turn things around that what the enemy meant for evil is going to be turned to good I hear that he can he can turn my mourning into gladness uh, beauty for my ashes I hear this about the Messiah and I see myself I see Myself, if I can, but get through this crowd. This crowd means nothing. I've pressed through things before, and then and they tell me I'm unworthy. Shut up, we ain't discussing that. What I can see is the image that if I can touch the hem of his garment, all of who he is is going to flow into my body, and I'll be healed. And when she touched Jesus, bam! Woo! Woo! jesus has got folks all around him bad breath that's garlic yeah yeah yeah, got some belly everybody bumping in him he's like who who touched me who touched me who touched me and the disciple says jesus you're losing it son getting to you maybe dehydrated there's not a blood your blood's too thick not getting to your brain you acting crazy who touched you everybody's touching you he said no somebody basically was saying faith Somebody saw the image of who they are through me, through the Messiah, through my power. And their faith reached out and took hold of that power. And I felt it. I felt virtue. I felt power. I felt it come. I go. I felt it go. And the woman says, it was me. you got to replace the image of what the enemies showed you about yourself. Sick, bound, poor, dumb, stupid, never successful, whatever it is, got to replace it, the image. of Who Christ is. Who you are in Christ. Whose you are and what you have. I pray as we close this service that there would be a heart connection with heaven between you and God tonight in such a way that there would be a release of power. The time has come for God to hear our voice and for us to ask the Lord to cause us to see the reality of His power that is recorded in His Word. And for us to tell him we want to experience this power in our everyday life. Is anybody in here with me tonight? Zechariah 10:1, ask of the Lord rain in the time of the latter rain. Prophetically, we're in the season of the latter rain, asking for the rain. And when they had prayed, the place they were shaken, they prayed for. Power. They prayed for boldness. They prayed, Lord, we're doing what you said, but the devil, every demon of hell is coming against us. So they prayed, and the place was shaken where they were assembled together. And they were all filled. Same ones that were filled on the day of Pentecost are now being refilled with the Holy Ghost. And then they went out and they spoke the word of God with boldness. I pray tonight that we would see that the same Spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead The same Spirit that raised Jesus Christ out of that tomb is the same Spirit that dwells in you. I want you to see that. To give life, to give sozo, the fullness of zoe, abundant life, to your mortal body. Let's not put it off till we get to heaven. To bring that life would quicken our body it says in one of the translations which means to bring supernatural life and power god has provided supernatural life and power for your mortal body tonight oh god help us i pray in the name of jesus lord that there would be a desire for a heart connection with heaven tonight for a release of your power in and through our lives. Hallelujah. 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 As that woman pressed through the opposition and pressed through her circumstances as an act of her faith, I know you're seated but I, I want you to if you if this is you tonight and you say there are circumstances and there are situations in my life that are negative that are, that are holding me back that are trying to discourage me that's been trying to get me to give up but I'm not going to give up no I have a heart connection with heaven for release of his power and I want you to just come up here just come up and just we're going to have a closing prayer around this all just come up here if that's not you, you just stay seated there hum to yourself or you can pray or Speaking and you know, praying tongues, that's up to you. But for those who say, I'm going to the next level. I'm going. I'm not letting circumstances hold me back. I am not going to let the image that the enemy has placed in my mind hold me back anymore. I'm going to override it right now. I'm coming up here as a victor. I'm coming to this altar as one that is ahead head and not the tail. I'm coming up here blessed. I'm coming up here empowered. I'm coming up here a son, a daughter of the Most High God. I'm coming up here for you, Holy Spirit, to fill me, refill me. My prayer is refill me. Give me boldness. Fill us, Lord. Fill us with your Spirit, with your power. Lord, I don't live a mediocre life. I don't want to live just getting by. I don't want to live just existing. No! You put me here with purpose and destiny. And I know that. It it, it boils within the depth of my core. I know that I have purpose and destiny that's greater than what I see. And Lord, I come as the disciples did, and I pray as they pray, fill me, God. Fill me. Refill me with your Spirit and with your power. And Lord God, give me the boldness to go and to pursue what you've me to do. Give me the boldness to stand up. Give me the boldness to rebuke and stand against every work of the devil. Give me the boldness to come against every lie of the enemy and cast it down in every image that is outside the image of God. No more idolatry in my life. No more seeing myself defeated. No more seeing myself held up. No more seeing myself in bondage. No more seeing myself healed or sick. No! That is an image that is violent and an image that is contrary to the the image of God of whom I am and I was creating the image of God so I'm to be healed I'm to be whole I'm to be strong I'm to be leading the path not following so here am I God. I ask you Holy Spirit I need a heart connection with heaven tonight feel me Lord as those disciples from Acts chapter 2 to Acts chapter 4 through the circumstances and the opposition in the warfare said God we need more we need a refilling here we are tonight said we need more we need a refilling Lord God we pray for boldness we pray for your Holy Spirit we pray for this heart connection with heaven to open the gate and there would be a flood of your anointing like we've never known before flowing in and through our lives hallelujah hallelujah here my God just tell him God here am I Lord I, I ask you to refill me I ask you Lord God to do in me and through me what you so desire yes Lord yes Lord here am I here am I no circumstances are going to hold me back anymore no images outside of the image of who I am in you Christ is going to hold me back anymore no it's going to change the way I talk this is going to change the way I walk this is going to change my posture this is going to change me Because, Lord God, I'm aligning myself with who I am in you. Hallelujah. Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus. Let the hand of heaven touch each and every one that is here tonight. Lord, let the hand of heaven rest upon them. And with your hand, Lord God, let that anointing be transferred. Let that anointing be charged in them, Lord. Lord, that they will rise up from here, Lord, seeing, knowing, and experiencing a God kind of life, a God kind of life, to fulfill their purpose and destiny. Everyone, Lord God, everyone, every man, every woman, everyone here, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, let your hand and your spirit rest upon them, let them feel, just feel the warmth and the weight. And Lord God, because when we, like that woman with an issue, take hold of you, you stop what you're doing and you turn and you let it flow. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. And Lord God, as we go into the rest of this week, I pray that you, Holy Spirit, would help us to seal this word in our mind so that it will transform what we believe in our heart so that we can walk and live and talk out of this for the remainder of our life. Help us, God, to guard it by you, Holy Spirit, guard it, that the enemy can't steal. He's always trying to steal the seed of the Word. You told us that, Jesus. He's trying. When the seed falls where there's no understanding, the enemy can steal it. So, Holy Spirit, we're asking you to give us understanding. Understanding so that our hearts can be good soil to receive the seed of your word tonight that it can produce 60, 30, fold blessing and multiplication through our life for your glory Lord we thank you, we bless you and we praise you for it is in Jesus name we pray Amen and Amen, I don't know about you but I'll go back to that first verse we read in Psalms where he says make a joyful shout unto the Lord Because His power has subdued the enemy. Hallelujah.